Hi, guys. Welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today, I will be speaking about the vagina. Truth and the vagina. Um, speaking your truth without having another be possibly put off or not harming another. So we speak our truths, but we speak our truth without harming another. Now, speaking speaking the truth or being truthful in Sanskrit is called satya, but not harming another is called ahimsa. So what's really important, it's, it's like one of the Ten Commandments, if you will. We speak our truth, but we don't want to hurt somebody by speaking our truth. And yeah, it happens sometimes, but that's not the point of speaking the truth. And not being silenced uh, if we are speaking the truth. Because sometimes if people are maybe offended or feel uncomfortable and we speak our truths, they might tell us to shh, don't, don't say that. That's, it's it, because they're uncomfortable. What's important is if you're speaking your truth and you're not harming yourself or another, well, it's okay. It's okay. And if people are uncomfortable, well, that's their issue. Uh, you know, sometimes the word vagina for a lot of people can make them uncomfortable. Sometimes boys are uncomfortable by the word vagina. Sometimes women are, are uncomfortable by the word vagina. We've all seen TV shows where they're like, they call it something else. There was once a, an episode on Grey's Anatomy. They called it a vajayjay. I thought it was hysterical. I'm like, it's a vagina. The medical terminology is vagina. Speaking of the medical terminology for vagina, I worked as a teaching associate in New York City in New York State. A teaching associate um, basically what I did is I taught medical students, doctors, nurses, how to do breast and pelvic examinations. I taught sexually assault nurse examinations and I taught sexually assault forensic examinations. The sexually assault forensic examinations were basically taking rape evidence, uh, for uh, the police if somebody was raped and how to do that and take the rape evidence from the vagina. Okay, so all those jobs included the vagina. When I first told my husband when I was dating him, I had met him at work and my, my second job was I was a bartender and he worked in the kitchen. So we met at work and my day job, I was a psychotherapist. So my third job was a teaching associate where I taught the breast and pelvic examinations. And I told him what I did and he was like, do me a favor. When you meet my parents, could you not tell them that you use, use your vagina for work? Now, I wasn't climbing the pole. I wasn't a prostitute. Uh, I was making money using my vagina, but for, for science. So that, I mean, what I'm saying is that to not be silenced by somebody being uncomfortable with your vagina or somebody else's vagina, just that we're not using it for, for you know, evil. We're using it for good. So I was using my vagina for good, and I was passionate about it. I loved what I did, and I was really serious about what I did, and I made a decent living, and it, I was helping not just the medical students or the doctors or the nurses, but those medical students, doctors, and nurses were going to treat hundreds and thousands of people and know how to treat them proper, properly. I taught purposeful touch, purposeful language, and yes, purposeful language, purposeful touch, how not to treat the vagina 
uh, poorly, to not touch it incorrectly, and to not um, speak about it poorly. So not silencing ourselves, but speaking our truth in a way that's non-harming. And that's what I taught in terms of the other aspect, not just the technical aspect, but the, the purposeful touch and the purposeful language was a really important part about teaching these doctors, nurses, and medical students. So the vagina, uh, what makes people so uncomfortable about it? I, I'm not really quite sure. Uh, but another story that I have is that I remember going, I, had, I was an actress, so I had a, a theater subscription and I remember taking my in-laws to a play off off Broadway. And we went to the play and everybody in the play was nude. Now I didn't know that going in and my husband looked at me like we were his parents were sitting next to us. He's like, Really, Alice? Everybody's naked? And and he was like, The vagina again? And okay, we sat through the play. My husband knocked me on the leg a couple of times as he saw his father look at his mother like, Oh, this is what we came to see. Then we leave the play. And we decide to go for food in Chinatown. We're walking through Chinatown. And outside in Chinatown, outside of the stores, they have a whole bunch of displays of all sorts of crap, like little, these, those Chinese cats and this, that, and the other thing, and bamboo and this, that. They also had on display Benoit balls. And if you don't know what a Benoit ball is, they're a set of balls, and they're really shiny. I don't know if they're made of stainless steel or some sort of something like that. But they're shiny, and they're pretty, and they have different sizes. And my mother-in-law, you know, we kept passing them. She goes, what are those? And my, my husband looks at me like, mm, don't tell her, don't tell her, don't tell her. And I say, well, they're Benoit balls, and they're used to strengthen the vaginal muscle tone, which can also help to enhance and elongate the orgasm. My husband's like, really, Alice? <laughs> you had to say that. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell us something else. I'm like, it's the truth. And actually, his mother has a vagina, so you know, I didn't see the I didn't see the harm in telling her what Benoit balls were used for. And uh, it was quite funny. And again, his father also, I think, was rolling his eyes. But needless to say, that um, another way to not be afraid of really saying what the truth is even if it's uncomfortable for those around you. Because you know what? The truth is healing. It can be very healing. I mean, it may be at first, you may be like, oh my God, I can't believe that was just said to me. But it's better than being lied to. So it's really important for me, um, you know, to speak the truth. And, and I remember speaking, um, I was a narrator, narrator in the play, The Vagina Monologues. And in the vagina monologues, it's not all monologues about fun vagina stories. Some of the uh, stories about the vagina, how it's, um, it's mutilated in, in many countries by men who find it um, uh, off-putting or they don't think that women should be allowed to use it, so it's mutilated. And so many countries, um, they abuse women, and, and that was my uh, narration in the vagina monologues. And... In Sanskrit, the vagina or the vulva or the uterus is called yoni. And a yoni is a sacred space, a stylized representation of the female genitalia that in Hinduism is a sign of generative power and that symbolizes shakti. 
Now, Shakti's divine energy. She's a goddess, consort of Shiva, responsible for creation and dynamic forces in the universe. Its energy, its ability, its strength, its effort, power, capability, cosmic energy, and dynamic forces are thought to move through the entire universe in Hinduism. Shakti can be an agent of change and is often manifested to destroy demonic forces and restore balance. So I think just speaking to you about the yoni, how sometimes maybe men who, who are so freaked out by the vagina um, and it, because of the divine energy and the ability and the strength and the power and the capability, maybe that's why they're, they're acting so, so emasculated because the vagina is powerful. It's a sacred space. And again, it's power. It's power, and a lot of people are afraid of that, a lot. And I don't know if it, if all men are kind of freaked out by the word vagina, um, or, you know, it's, it's a body part, and it's the technical term. You know, it's not a bad word. It's a female body part. I was once in a skit in Saturday Night Live. I was a featured extra, and I was going to be on that evening, so I... I, at that time, there was no, I don't think there was texting at that time. I think I had to call him and be like, uh, I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live. And um, he, of course, told his parents, and his parents were really conservative, um, church going, and they told all their neighbors and their friends, all their church friends. And that night, I was chosen by Lauren Michaels to be a pregnant hooker shooting a lotto ball out of my vagina into Dylan McDermott's hands. It was hysterically funny, but I mean, for my in-laws, they were like, wow, was that the only skit that Alice was in? Because all their friends watched. <laughs> but again, some people were freaked out by it, but it's comedy. It's comedy. I mean, who shoots lotto balls out of their vagina? Um, so, and you know, there's fruit that resembles the vagina. We have strawberries. If you cut them open, it kind of looks like a vagina. Um, papaya, when you cut that open, it kind of almost looks like a vulva. Um, uh, the peach, uh, grapefruits, blood red oranges. You can notice something that resembles a vagina in, in sort of citrus fruits. Um, and you know what's really important is that the truth. Speaking the truth. My name is Alice. And Alice means truthful. You don't hesitate out of worry or fear to speak the plain truth into another's ear. Whenever you speak, you are concise and clear. The words that you utter are always sincere. Because of your name, you are certain to be admired and respected for your honesty. You are listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A, which means right here, right now, with Alice.com, atawithalice.com, and right here, right now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the papaya. And according to Anthony William in Life Changing Foods, he talks about the emotional support of the papaya can quickly lift you or a loved one out of grouchiness. Keep it on hand to share when feelings of crankiness, crabbiness, or impatience creep in. Papaya breathes light into everyone who consumes it, casting out negativity, darkness, purging old judgment, resentment, and stored up frustration. 
this spiritual lesson that he says about papaya. He says, the papaya tree is often skinny and frail, yet each holds a large crop of one of the heaviest fruits there is. This will and determination to overcome physics and balance no matter what is almost supernatural. It teaches us that we can overcome our seeming weaknesses when we are working in service to a noble cause. It's not what we look like on the outside that counts for anything. The true self that's inside each of us determines what we can really accomplish. Hidden inside each papaya are medicinal truths. When we eat them, our bodies immediately identify these elements and put them into use, redesigning us physically so that we can heal and become our strongest selves. Papaya trees and their fruit want us to understand that there are no limitations to healing, growth, and becoming. Disease and physical challenges cannot hold us back. We can transform situations that seem at first impossible. And you know, there are so many conditions that the papaya can actually help um, heal in our lives. And especially with the belly, um, you know, with irritable bowel, constipation, uh, stomach aches, bloating, gas, the, the papaya has amazing medicinal qualities. And you can eat papaya by itself uh, with maybe a squeeze of lime or just by itself. Um, and the seeds that are inside the papaya could actually help with GERD um, indigestion. Very, very good for heartburn. Um, a recipe for a papaya, you can make a papaya smoothie bowl. This recipe is also from Life Changing Foods in Anthony William medical mediums book. Uh, he says, blend the papaya with dates and a cup of raspberries and blend until smooth. And I would use like uh, frozen, frozen raspberries. So it comes out like more like an ice cream and then pour the mixture into a couple bowls and then arrange it with some mango, banana slices, raspberries, and maybe finish it with some sprinkles of shredded coconut and fresh mint and a squeeze of lime. Traditionally, a lot of people squeeze lime on papaya. I like papaya plain and with lime, but I personally, I think I like it better without the lime. But the papaya smoothie bowl is delicious, and it's like having a big ice cream sorbet fruit bowl. Um, and so that is pretty much my story about um, the truth in the vagina, except for the fact that if you work with crystals, kyanite actually helps us to speak our truth. And it's a crystal that's been used for many years to help us speak our truth. And getting off of Hinduism and the Indian Hindu, Hindu philosophy, there's another goddess that represents truth. And it's goddess Mat. Goddess Mat is an Egyptian goddess and refers to ancient Egyptian concepts of truth, balance, order, harmony, law, morality, justice. Mat was also the goddess who personified these concepts and regulated the stars, seasons, and the actions of mortals and deities who had brought order from chaos at the moment of creation. Um, so she's the goddess of truth, wisdom, justice, the stars, law, morality, order, harmony, the seasons, cosmic balance. And her, um, she has, she's shown with an ostrich feather uh, in, her, in her, that she wears in her hair. Um, and she's the symbol of scales. And interestingly enough, my name is Alice. I'm a Libra and scales. And again, Alice truthful. 
It's important for us to remember that we can be truthful without harming another. I remember one time when I was out on a double date, well, maybe more than one double date with Paul and his friend Matt, and he would bring his double dates, uh, he would bring his dates to have dinner with us. And sometimes I would just, you know, sort of talk about my work and the word vagina came up. And Matt and Paul would be like, really, Alice? And when the girl wouldn't see Matt anymore, they would blame me because I said the word vagina. Don't be afraid of being saying a word that may be uncomfortable for boys or for other women. Speak your truth without harming another. And uh, that's my story for today. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Bye for now.